Welcome to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with your hosts, Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a life with respect, dignity, and fulfillment. But as we transition into elderhood, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much-needed answers to your questions. Now, here are Phyllis and Rubina. Welcome to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy. I'm here with my co-host, Rubina Chaudhry. How are you doing, Rubina? I'm doing well, Phyllis. Uh, these are difficult times, which is what our show is about today. Um, you know, I've been working in a nursing home facility the last week or so, and um, it's becoming a little challenging. Um, what about out in California, where you are, in Fullerton? What, what kinds of... Uh, Restrictions are there in terms of movement or closures? Mm-hmm. No, there there are uh, many restrictions, and some are the common sense ones that we should all be following CDC's directions and uh, instructions, and uh, the other are you know coming in from uh, you know, for example, people over sixty five are not supposed to leave the house or to self stay home. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm addressing it from my olive perspective, my personal perspective, and as well as a business owner perspective. Mm. Uh, so a lot is uh, a lot is going on uh, uh, right now, and uh, we are together finding the answers. And actually, we have uh, just over in the last hour or so found the answer for. Uh, for the Olive Live Learn Thrive program, you know the weekly program where for socializing and for communication, uh, etc. And we will be able to use the Zoom platform. Awesome! Yeah, uh, yes, yes, we will be able to use the Zoom platform, and we've been testing it and retesting it, and uh, our coordinators will be live from their own, uh, you know, respective places. And uh, we will keep our seniors uh, engaged. That's and, terrific. Well, we, yeah. I guess we could talk more about that in, in our third segment because Definitely I want to will. get to our guest, uh, Carol Dupay, who's a clinical supervisor of senior services at St. Jude's Medical Center in Fullerton, uh, where she oversees community outreach programs for seniors. And... Um, Carol also hosts the North Orange County Senior Collaborative. Uh, she's a member of the Orange County Mental Health Board. Uh, she, she's just a, a fascinating woman who is, is so involved with the senior, senior issues in the senior communities. And she, um, she also co- co-chairs the annual World Elder Abuse Awareness Day Conference. Um, and Carol is the recipient of the 2011 Senior Care Heroes Outstanding Social Worker Award because she is a, uh, a clinical social worker and um, marriage and family therapist and uh, was named one of Orange County's 100 Women Making a Difference in 2014. So I'm so thrilled that we have Carol here today. How, how are you doing, Carol? You know what? I, one of the things that we are really noticing, I'm sure you all are too, is uh, an increased vigilance on uh, patients uh, it, it, because everything is changing. And it, mm. it, it's really kind of 
uh, a little overwhelming, all the things that are, are different today than were different last week at this time. Absolutely. Ac- actually, almost hour by hour. Um, I know. You know, the uh, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services issued a much more restrictive uh uh, guideline as of I, I think it was Friday uh, that there should be no visitors in nursing homes and um, and that um, um, they're also recommend suspending communal activities including communal dining and and social activities so yes. uh, nursing homes and assisted living facilities certainly have their uh, their challenges at this difficult time as well yeah, absolutely. And we're certainly seeing that here. Um, w- one of the things that we are recommending that said, because while it's important to make sure that people are safe in terms of any kind of uh, uh, infection control, at the same time, there are very real concerns that older adults encounter in terms of loneliness and isolation um, and not being able to be, not being able to see Loved ones can mm-hmm. also be harmful. Uh, Ab- so these, absolutely, I, I know that mm-hmm. these are things that that they're grappling with. Uh, it's interesting you say that, and and obviously that's what the Olive Community Services is dealing with as well, and and addressing in in, in a terrific way. I had actually seen last week the nursing home that was in Washington State that there were family members who would just go up to the window of the room where their loved yeah. one was and just make phone calls so that they could at least see them and have some contact. It's it's very, very difficult. Where I am uh, today, um, residents were encouraged to stay in their rooms, and uh, by the end of the day, they wanted the room doors closed. So it, it is a, a very challenging time and scary for everyone, I would say. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and, and that's, the other, that's uh, another important piece, uh, which is that we, we, we want to make sure that people feel reassured, that things actually are being attended to, uh, that supplies exist and are readily available, uh, that if they need care, if they need any kind of treatment, it's available. Um, and that this will pass. That's the other thing, too, because it will. Mm. That said, we need to be make sure that we're being vigilant, too. Mm-hmm. You know, all, uh, all those things are very, very real, especially the, the fear of it. And, uh, Carol, in your first couple of uh, words, you said patience. How can we enhance our own personal patience as well as, uh, uh, you know, the the people that are around us? Because that's one thing I found even through some of my interactions with my company employees, that it's uh, it's lacking patience. Uh, And how can we encourage patience? How are you doing that for your patients? (laughs) Right? You know, you know, actually, uh, so when when we feel... Uh, threatened, we almost all of us uh, become a little bit impatient. So, if we can do whatever that is possible to kind of reduce that uh, that sense of threat, that helps. So, part of what needs to happen is I need to I need to feel safe. I need to feel grounded. Mm-hmm. I need to believe that 
the resources are available uh, and that I have enough time and that I have the wherewithal to do what I need to do going forward. So if I can believe those things and if I can continue to reassure myself of that, of me personally, that allows me then to be patient with other people. And that allows me then to pass that on to the individuals that I uh, talk with. I, I, I have to tell you that, um, so when I, when I am working with one, on one-on-one or even on the telephone, even on the telephone with older adults or with anyone, I consciously drop my shoulders. I consciously mm. slow down my speech. I'm very much aware of how I talk and that I'm relaxed. Because if I am those things, I, I transmit that to whoever it is that I'm talking with, whether that's in person or over the phone. I'll bet that while you and I are talking and I'm saying these things, you are also noticing that you're just relaxing a little bit. And when we relax, we are yes. also virtually always more patient and at the same time tolerant. And at the same absolutely. time, kind. Mm, absolutely. I was thinking, uh, Rubina, you and I have uh, over the past few weeks discussed uh, breathing techniques and relaxation techniques um, to calm yourself yeah. and I suppose this would be a good time to use some of those techniques. Just what you're saying, you know, take a few deep breaths and and um, become mindful and 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 you know be in the moment and try and be relaxed as you uh, you know receive a variety of different kinds of information. Um, that that helps, I think. Yeah, thank you. And I have dropped my shoulders. <laughs> and I was aware that I I was aware that I did too but but in all fairness my my elbows were on the table so that <laughs> but you know Carol there are so many people who are hearing about um uh, like you said uh Rubina if you're over 60 uh, you know it it becomes a little um I think um intimidating also I mean you and I are over 60 uh Rubina and yes. and in good health Likewise. um and so right. uh, it becomes, I, I have to be honest, for the first time today, I was a little, um, I felt a little trepidation, but who would we tell our listeners are really at the greatest risk? You know, so uh, in truth, a person's risk profile can vary drastically depending on their lifestyle. For instance, a 70-year-old who runs marathons will have a much lower likelihood of getting sick than a smoker of almost any age, for example. Uh, and the reason that the risk factor is, the reason why age is a risk factor is because of, simply because of the normal changes that happen in our immune system over time. Um, as we get older, the less ability that your body has to launch an immune system, um, and the older that you are, the more health problems that we tend to have. And that just increases our risk. We, mm. we know that people are at risk of getting sick from this illness. They are, in fact, older adults. If they have chronic medical conditions like heart disease or diabetes or respiratory uh, problems, lung disease, if anyone can get it, that doesn't mean that it will necessarily be serious for everyone who gets it. In fact, it, it's not likely that it will be serious for everyone who gets it. What I think about for myself is that I, I I really don't anticipate that if I get it, that it will be serious 
but I can be a carrier. In fact, I may be uh, non-symptomatic, symptomatic, and I may still be a, a carrier to someone else who may get it and may be ill. And that's, of course, why we're taking all the precautions. It's not because all of us are at risk to be severely ill, but because we can carry it to someone else who may become severely ill. Uh, I agree, but I have to be honest. For the for, like I said, for the first time today, I had some trepidation, and I think uh, what went along with that trepidation, which I'm sure many other people have, and older people, is if I get it, how will will how ill will I become? Yeah, and of course, there's no way of knowing that. Yeah, I that's think right. That's a that, that's, that's the right. fear factor. That's right. the fear factor. I think if we can control the fear. Uh, factor and or identify that that's the fear factor. How sick might I get? I think that in itself will uh, will help uh, help manage it. And uh, Carol, I want to get back to your comment of uh, you know you, you mentioned situation and lifestyle, and you talked in in you know considerable length about lifestyle. So how how are some of the situations defined right now where? Uh, you know, in some environment it's okay, and in some environments it's it's at a higher risk. For example, an office where people have their independent offices and or cubes, and they're interacting very little with each other, may be different than a different risk factor than a place where, you know, like a restaurant. Right. So that's one of the things that uh, the CDC has of course recommending. Uh, and that right. is that uh, stay out of large gatherings or that, and not only that, but that they stay out of uh, buildings where uh, the ventilation system is, is not, uh, is poorer. Um, mm. That's part of the reason that they are, you know, recommending people don't travel by plane or cruise ships right. uh, for, for those reasons. Um, all that said, too, it, it is, it's, it's hard, too, because isolation is also uh, unhealthy, literally unhealthy mm-hmm. to isolate. Um, so one of the things that we're encouraging people to do is there are a number of ways that, that you can still stay in touch, whether it's by phone or by uh, text or by, or by uh, uh, video conferencing or FaceTime. There are actually even um, different uh, organizations that offer kind of uh, teleconference uh, classes and support groups that are by telephone, uh, and both are really important. There's one called Covia, Well Connected, uh, and that's by telephone. I'm happy to give you that information. It's by telephone, and it's a variety of different classes or support groups that uh you can participate in it live, and that's kind of a cool thing, and it's free. So mm. there, there are options out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in light of that, you said you could share the information, and we would be very oh, happy yeah, to put it on our, our show webpage, also on the Olive webpage, and we will be happy to disseminate it through our Olive programs. So please, uh, when you have a chance, do share that with us. Well, That's an excellent resource. Share excellent that. resource. 
and yes. and can I do? Would you mind if I say something also about? Oh no, please. That I have. So we're, we're talking about um, people who are isolating, or they're they're doing the right thing by staying out of uh, public public view and eye and and presence. That said, oftentimes when we are when we are all by ourselves, um, we may become more likely victims of different kinds of frauds or scams. Mm, and I, I, I wanted to ask you are. about that. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, that is a, uh, a very important topic, yes. Mm-hmm. So are, maybe that's um, something we could so, talk about, not to interrupt you, but um, not, not that yeah, we, uh, we're going to break right now, but but um, I would really like to explore that in more depth. Maybe we could talk about that in the next segment. Perfect. Um, because so, so, so let's talk, talk about a little bit more about some of the situations that seniors can be in, uh, and maybe one or two before we go to the break. Um, uh, anything that comes to your mind, Carol? Well, one of the things that I, that I think about, too, are things for older adults to make sure that they are stocked up on. Uh, first mm-hmm. thing that, I, that, because I work in the healthcare um, uh, business, one of the first things is, of course, to make sure that you are stocked up on your medication. Mm-hmm. And, and what they're recommending, the CDC is recommending that you have 30 to 60 days of medications on hand. So whether you're ordering it uh, from your local pharmacy and having it mailed or delivered to you, or whether you are going through the drive-thru and picking it up, it's really important to make sure that make you sure. have enough mm. medication. Well, um, before we have, we that, have to, uh, I don't mean to cut you off, let's continue that because we have right. to head off to break because I think there are some allowances that are being made so that people can get more than 30 days of their medications, you know, uh, through copay yeah. um, exceptions. And so we're going to take a short break. And when we return, we'll have continue this phenomenal conversation on information that we're providing for our listeners on the coronavirus. Um, we'll be back in a few. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Phyllis Amen, the voice for elder care advocacy, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones in short-term rehab, long-term care, or memory care. Her unique knowledge comes from working in over 40 skilled nursing facilities. Phyllis's passion for quality care and quality of life for our loved ones sets her apart. She encourages families to plan by choice, not by crisis. Visit phyllisheldercare.info for a consultation. Phyllis is also a speaker for both the public and private sector on various issues related to caregiving, communication, empathy, and aging. Rabina Chaudhry is president and founder of Mars Services, an engineering management consulting firm, as well as founder and president of all of Community Services, a 501c3, which provides culturally appropriate supportive services to seniors, their families, and the community. Rabina's passion for the elder population stems from her experience as an only child living over 1,000 miles away from her aging parents, who are now 91 years of age. She understands the delicate issues and decisions caregivers face. Visit olivecs.org to get further information about Olive's programs and services. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email your hosts from the Voices for Elder Care Advocacy show page on Voice America. Now, back to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy. Well, welcome back to this wonderful conversation on, uh, uh, on dealing with and working through this current uh, emergency state that we have due to coronavirus. And uh, our guest is uh, Carol Dupuis. Carol, as we went to the break, we were talking about meds and how seniors should uh, uh, stock up and get 30 to 60 days of meds. And Phyllis added some information about uh, uh, some co-pay allowances, etc. And both of you ladies, can you complete that topic, please? Sure. So what do you know, what are you hearing about that at your end, uh, Carol? Right. So uh, I don't think that we have any clear direction yet at this point because uh, insurance companies, as we all know, don't allow people to take more than a 30-day supply. I know that that's something that various insurance companies, the president mentioned that that was something that he was working on with uh, various insurance companies. I know that the CDC is also involved in that. But at the moment, unless people are willing to pay or able to pay uh, cash, I, I'm not sure that people are able to get more than a 30-day supply. Mm. Uh, do you know something different than I do, Phyllis? No, I, I have heard that they all, I have that heard way. that. Yeah, I've heard that people, they are working on it. But like you say, unless people are able to do that. The other thing is that uh, so many pharmacies now deliver. So that's another yeah. option. If you're if you're isolated at home or stuck at home or uh, don't have anybody who can help you with your medication supply, that there are many pharmacies that would now deliver. So that hopefully will put some people's mind at ease if they're near a pharmacy that delivers, obviously. Right. Yes. Uh, one of the things that, that I have heard is that uh, they may not be able to get medications quickly. That is to say, unless it is an emergency, uh, the delivery is oftentimes scheduled a week or two down the road because of the emergent uh, need for the medications mm-hmm. uh, at this point. That, I've heard several of those uh, stories. That it may what be other kind- true with. I was just going to say the same is true with grocery delivery, that oftentimes people can schedule to have their groceries or their medications delivered, but it may not be today. It may not right. be until the end of the week. Right. And we were talking about other kinds of things that people should stock up on. I wanted to say that, of course, we've all heard about people uh, overstocking um, sanitizers and wipes and, um, you know, things of that nature, even toilet paper and I I um I think people are well aware by now or I hope they're aware that if you overstock and there's no stock left for other people then you're putting yourself at risk because they won't be able to help themselves and and they may be spreading it to you. Absolutely. Um it, there are at the moment there are here in 
in Orange County, California, there are lines out today. At the, as we speak, there are lines out of the grocery store. They're only allowing in a limited number of people into the grocery store at a time. Um, and, of course, in there, they are also um, limiting the number of certain items that people are allowed to purchase, too. Uh, but that's fine. Every day, the grocery stores uh, get new deliveries. Right. We're, country, we're not running out of supplies. Right. We don't have right. to um, get everything today. The, the biggest, for older adults, one of the things that we are running into, though, is a problem because many older adults are not leaving home, which is a good thing, um, but then they're still needing to have, um, they still need to have assistance with grocery shopping. So that's one of the things that we're working on uh, as uh the North Orange County Senior Collaborative, is we're trying to find ways that we can get food purchased and delivered to older adults because not everyone mm. can even afford to have them delivered. So we're looking for volunteers to help with that piece. Uh, and that's not a small thing either. Uh, you, uh, you, you just um, um, uh, mentioned something that I'm, uh, I th- we discussed it in our, in our conversation the other day about volunteers because... Um, well, while most people have other people's best interest at heart, uh, there are some that unfortunately do not. That went along with the conversation on scams and frauds, which we'll get to. But are, are volunteers, do they have to be vetted? Um, how does that work? And in general, uh, that's a very good point, Phyllis. That's a really excellent point. In general, that's, that is what happens. They're, they're vetted, at least the volunteers that we have, are vetted, they are live scanned, um, and they go through training. We have regular supervision, regular weekly supervision. So typically that's, that's how, it, how it works. Depending on what the duties are for the volunteer, some of, that, some of those requirements may be loosened slightly. Uh, if, if, if someone needs food delivered, they may just deliver it to... Um, where the older adults can come to pick it up if they haven't mm. been appropriately uh, live scanned, et cetera, embedded. Uh, but that's a really good question. Uh, so it, that leads us into the discussion about scams and frauds, which you mentioned uh, briefly in the um, in the first uh, segment. But we said we were going to talk about it further. So do you want to talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, what people uh, unfortunately might be vulnerable to? Yeah, so AARP did a really good article uh, in their March 9 um, magazine, and they talked about some of the uh, scams that are that are uh, kind of popping up. So for, for one thing, one of the things that, that has been coming up are companies who are selling products that allegedly cure or prevent uh, COVID-19. But, of course, the truth is we know that there are no such Medication. There are no such treatments. That said, um, the TC and the Federal uh, uh, Food and Drug Administration have had to send out warnings to at least seven different companies who've been trying to people with these uh, different products. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Do you want me to tell you the names of them of the, of the different products that are that are people are 
trying to promote? It, it would, if that's something not, uh, you know, infringing on something, that just things to watch out for. In general. Right. So there, there's one called Vital Silver. Um, and if you know any, I, I won't go into, I'm not going to talk too much about silver, but, but this, there's nothing, there's no foundation for any of these products. There's literally no research that has been done um, on COVID-19 and, and these products, and yet people are trying to send them out. But there are other things, too. So uh, there's another kind of concern that I have, and that has to do with stock scams. So it's not just cures and fake products uh, that, are, that are popping up. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has also uh, begun warning investors about fraud- fraudsters who are uh, kind of touting stocks of companies with products that can supposedly mm. prevent, detect, or cure the coronavirus. Mm. But that's, that is also not the case. Uh, so, uh, and, and then what happens is that con artists buy up these stocks, and then they, uh, they're like penny stocks, and then they'll dump the stock and saddle the investors with all of the big losses. Um, mm. So this is another huge problem because stock exchange is so incredibly volatile uh, right now and older adults are particularly vulnerable uh, and another big problem. Um, there's another problem with online phishing schemes. So uh, there are some companies that are, uh, are looking to kind of trap older adults into different kinds of uh, malicious domains um, and, and people can, it, I'm not going to be surprised at all when people start getting emails from fraudsters in an attempt to either plant malware on their computer or to get their personal information mm. uh, and that's another huge uh, problem um, so that we just, people just have to be very, very careful uh, with anything that could potentially be fraudulent or that might look like a scam. Just keep your antenna up, for sure. Uh, uh, again, I, I just wanted to make a, another comment based on what we said about, and I don't mean particularly volunteers, but um, I just popped into my head, somebody, um, you know, people in the community who are... Uh, have a tendency to to behave in that fashion. I don't know what else to say or another way to describe it, that people at home should be, um, older people at home should be, um, if somebody comes and rings their doorbell and says, listen, do you need help? To be uh, mindful I about know, that right. because it could be, they could be um, opening themselves up to, to something that um, unfortunately could have very negative consequences. Harmful. Harmful consequences. Yeah. Yep. You know, this is all so I'm, I'm very, uh, very good information to be to be aware. But at the same time, we have to be mindful that we're not uh, inducing more fear than necessary. No, I agree. But I people, know. it's about being I mindful, know. right? Yeah. It's 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 just tricky. It's just tricky. It's, so most it, I think that's the term. It's just tricky. Right. You know. It's just tricky. Yep. Technology is wonderful and beautiful, but because of that wonderfulness, it does open up for a lot of these uh, scams, 
things, uh, fishing, etc., that you you mentioned, Carol, uh, very very much. And uh, go ahead, uh, Carol. Sorry. Carol, also you made a comment that you would like to share about advanced directives. Is is it more pertinent at this time than any other time that we'll be talking about that, or is that just your your one of your regular items that you talk about? It is one of the regular things that I talk about, but particularly for older adults, the advanced directive is important because it's, it is, the potential is real that something may happen and I may not be able to say, this is how I want to be treated if I'm no longer able to speak for myself. So it's really important that we have our advanced directive um, updated so that it's current, but not only that, that our agent knows what it is that we want if we are no longer able to speak for ourselves. That's really the key. I, I feel like um, we, I know that for my, both my parents uh, have died recently. My dad died last year. Um, and I knew because we had had the conversation and because he had an advanced directive um, in place, I knew how he wanted to be treated. When my mom died, she told, had said in her advanced directive, I not only, Carol, don't want any artificial hydration, what I do want is I want my Avon Dukist chapstick. <laughs> I, I love it. I can't even tell you how thrilled that I was to be able to do what it was that my mom wanted. I knew what right. she didn't want, but I also knew what she did want. And, right. and that's the benefit of an advanced directive. Um, and because it's, there is, we are running a higher risk of uh, infection at the, right now, because there is the possibility that we may not, not be able to speak for ourselves at some point, it's just mm-hmm. important that we have our advanced directive updated and that those who are, who may be our agent or who may be acting on our behalf are informed and know what our wishes are. Mm. That is so, so very true, um, uh, Carol and Phyllis, because just over the last four weeks, I've gone through my father's um, parting and funeral. And he had spoken with me, you know, and with my mom about some of the directives and then we called one of his best friends, who was the first one to, for us to call. And he had left some more specifics about how he wanted the service or how he didn't want the service. And uh, that was uh, kind of, it was very good to know. And it helped me to stay firm because the norm would have it done one way or the other. Mm. Uh, so, so that uh, advanced directive is very, very important. And in this case, it kind of put me in a, a slightly, I would say, sensitive situation, not a difficult situation. But I was able to say, you know, that those were his wishes and they were communicated yes. to uncle this, this and this. Yes, they were not communicated to me. And I, I did re- consult with my uncle are you sure he said that yes he did Uh, and this other person was there too Uh, so you know I I verified things that I that weren't directly told to me and were told to others well this is where advanced directives it's it's very helpful if they're written 
especially yes. especially amongst family members because somebody can say, well, I was told this and another person yeah. can say I was told that. But um, Carol, you know, we have about two minutes left and I wanted the listeners to have a chance to uh, get any information on resources or um, contact information or, you know, last minute um, tidbits that you think would be helpful for them. Um, I'm just trying to think here the best thing to give them. I, so I can give them some resources, a couple of resources on um, where to report if they, because it's very important that people report if there are, if, if they are confronted with any kind of a scam or any kind of a fraud, potential mm-hmm. uh, fraud. Um, would you like for me to give you some, some uh, phone numbers or, yes. or uh, yeah, websites? In, in the, yeah, in the Please last do. minute and a half. Yeah. Please do. Okay. Okay. So this is the Federal Trade Commission. The phone number that you can re- this is the telephone number that you can report to is 877-382-4357. I'm going to repeat that. This is the Federal Trade Commission that all scams can report, be reported to. 877-382-4357. Four three five seven. I I have a website that I can also give you, but I'll I'll save that. I'll I'll. Um, send well, that we to only you. have thirty um, seconds, so please give us the website um, because we only have thirty seconds www. to break. www.ftccomplaintassistant.gov. Okay, can you just repeat that quickly? www.f is in Frank, T is in Tom, C is in Charlie, C is in Charlie, complaintassistant.gov. Wonderful. That's Wonderful. terrific. And of Thank course, you. if any, anybody feels they have any symptoms, they should call their doctor or um, their local hospital, go to they their should. local hospital yeah. so that they could get they immediate attention. For- Yes. Call first. And particularly mm-hmm. if they report that they're over 65. Mm-hmm. Very they important. That they're, they will, yes, they will get, they'll get faster attention if they state their age or their birthday. Oh, that's, uh, that's important. Okay. Yes. Uh, Carol, thank you so much for, for joining us. And we really appreciate the information you've shared uh, with you. And uh, and I personally really appreciate the work that North Orange County Seniors Collaborative is doing and your leadership. Because Olive is a member of so the North Orange County Seniors Collaborative. Thank you. And we will return shortly to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy on Voice America Empowerment Channel. what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Phyllis Heyman, the voice for elder care advocacy, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones in short-term rehab, 
long-term care, or memory care. Her unique knowledge comes from working in over 40 skilled nursing facilities. Phyllis's passion for quality care and quality of life for our loved ones sets her apart. She encourages families to plan by choice, not by crisis. Visit phyllisheldercare.info for a consultation. Phyllis is also a speaker for both the public and private sector on various issues related to caregiving, communication, empathy, and aging. Rabina Chaudhry is president and founder of Mars Services, an engineering management consulting firm, as well as founder and president of Olive Community Services, a 501c3, which provides culturally appropriate supportive services to seniors, their families, and the community. Rubina's passion for the elder population stems from her experience as an only child living over 1,000 miles away from her aging parents, who are now 91 years of age. She understands the delicate issues and decisions caregivers face. Visit olivecs.org to get further information about Olive's programs and services. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're tuned in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email your hosts from the Voices for Elder Care Advocacy show page on Voice America. Now, back to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy. Welcome back to our show. Rubina, wasn't that a phenomenal conversation with Carol Dupay? Yes, yes, and she's a wonderful, wonderful lady. Wonderful, I'm wonderful looking lady. forward to continued association with her. And there's something she said right before we went to break that you and I both did not know, and we do fall in that category. And I think it's important for the listeners to know that if they are feeling any symptoms and need to call for an appointment or go someplace, that they should tell uh, whoever it is with whom they're speaking that they're over the age of 65 or give them their birth date. Uh, definitely. That is significant piece of information. And we're going to make sure that we disseminate that through uh, through Olive, uh, for sure, because that will put you at the front of the line. Correct. And we, are, we always need those uh, uh, those opportunities. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, the other thing, piece of information she gave as she was leaving is the FTC telephone number. Mm-hmm. And the website, the telephone number is that's to report any scams. Uh, that's 877-382-4357. And uh, the website is www.ftccomplaintsassistance.gov. Yes, it's very important information for people to have because, unfortunately, there are people who take advantage of other people during these times. It's just a reality. It, it unfortunate reality, but reality it is. And, yes. uh, and I want to reiterate that if you need help from the medical profession, call first and state your age. Right, Absolutely. So when we first started the show, um, we were talk. You were telling us about um, what Olive is doing to help engage people who are mm-hmm. now at home and can't attend a community program. So I thought it would be a good idea to 
hear what Olive is doing and then um, also talk about some other suggestions for our listeners, listeners about what they can do if they're home. Definitely. Let's talk about uh, what Olive has been doing and uh, and appreciate your support in that, uh, Phyllis. Uh, we have set up a Zoom platform. We've signed up for the Zoom service this morning. and But for the people to participate, they have to send an email to info, I-N-F-O, at olivecs.org. That's O-L-I-V-E-S dot O-R-G. When you send us the email saying you're interested in participating in our Live, Learn, Thrive online program, then we will send you the participation details that will have uh, a link, a, a Zoom link, and then a, a meeting ID. Mm-hmm. And the way our program is going to work uh, is basically the similar structure that we have right now. Once a week, uh, it will run on Wednesdays just before lunch Pacific. So it's running at 11 a.m. Pacific, which would be what, 2 p.m. for you, right, for the Eastern. Uh-huh. And, and any, you know, this is an online plot platform and anybody is welcome to participate from anywhere based on the 11 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, but we do need to receive an email, info at olivecs.org. That will give us your email where we can send you the invitation to join the, the program. Mm-hmm. Now if, uh, if there are any questions, uh, we can be reached. One of our coordinators can be reached by telephone, 714-643-6343. Four three, but uh, email is the best uh, best contact uh, uh, avenue for for this program, and uh, this program will have uh, the Live Learn Thrive program will have an, an exercise component, and then a, a a program which would be anything from as I said, you know, it's all in, being formed right now. Right. A book a book club or a right. virtual, virtual travel club right. or activities to do, you know, just like we do in the Olive Live Learn Thrive program. So we will schedule it over, you know, using some of those mm. uh, uh, those options that we have. And then there would be, uh, that would be for 30 minutes, and then we'll have 10 minutes of questions and answers. Again, oh. Those questions can be submitted through info at olivecs.org. This will not be active, uh, Colin. I don't know. It may be because we'll, you know, we're, it's so new. We're right. on the Zoom platform, and I think there may be an opportunity to ask questions. But if there are specific questions that, uh, that uh, our listeners have, participants have, Please email that uh, those questions to us as well. Uh, is that sufficient for the? Oh program? my gosh, that yes. is that's terrific. Um, so now, for people, let's say who are not able to participate in that um, in that program, I thought we could discuss some of the uh, suggestions that we have for people who are at home. One of them actually was that uh, we talked about it over the phone was. Um, 
you know, um, download a bunch of e-books or audio books if you don't want to um, or you can't make a trip to your local library or local bookstore, which is probably frowned upon now. They may even be closed. And create, uh, libraries are closing, yes. Right, and create a virtual book club or um, a video call with, with a friend and you decide to, you're both going to read the same book and then schedule a call a week or two weeks down the road or whenever it is to, to discuss it. Um, the other one is uh, when you said about travel. So um, Oliver's Will Travel, I came up with that. And <laughs> yes. um, the, it was actually based on a, a television show from when I was right. a little girl called uh, Have Gun Will Travel. But anyway, um, I found out that many museums um, offer like a virtual tour sure. on your smartphone. Mm-hmm. And um, the the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History and the Guggenheim Museum in New York both host online tours. But there's you could go to Google Arts and Culture, which has a collection of virtual walkthrough uh, tours for dozens of international mag- um, museums, all the way from Paris to um, to Mumbai, actually. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's very very true, and I this reminds me when uh, many years ago when the Getty Museum opened in uh, Los Angeles, right. I was very anxiously awaiting the the opening, but as soon as their website opened, I did the virtual tour first before I even went to see it in in person, you know. So it's a, it's really a good tool to to get to know things, and then you know especially in this case, it's ideal. Thank you, Phyllis. Right. And then there's also, uh, you could learn a language. You know, there's uh, many tools that you can use to learn a language or even just learn the basics of a language. Um, You could, you know, brush up on your vocabulary and do crossword puzzles. And they have uh, interactive um, crossword puzzles and actually Scrabble on your your iPhone. Uh, So that's another thing. you know, if you're a movie buff, you can watch some old movies, I suppose, or watch a documentary or binge watch a TV series or, or weekly special or concerts that you, oh, you know, you ne- never got to see and always wanted to take the time to do it. This mm-hmm. might be the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just uh, just uh, continuing with this conversation, if there are listeners who are interested in starting a book club or starting uh, watching the movie club, please reach out to Olive from info at olivecs.org because if we have a certain number of you, we'd be so happy to facilitate that group, make Mm. that group happen, perhaps a conference call once a week for you. But, you know, we want our listeners to take the initiative if there's one thing good that I'm doing that I think three or four or five or ten other people might be able to do and join me and we can do it through either the Zoom call, which we have now, and we also have the conference calling feature. So we would be so very happy to help help coordinate and make, uh, make those things happen. We, we want this us to work together with our seniors. This is not a one way that we think and we deliver. Each one of us can come up with an idea and we can brainstorm together and uh, and deliver it for the for our larger community of seniors. 
actually didn't uh, we even talked about a cooking club you know um find your favorite recipe or people submit ideas for something they always wanted to learn how to make it could even be from a, a another country and then through the zoom call or however you do it um people can um Watch, watch the uh, just like you watch a cooking show on television. You exactly, know, exactly, and then you can take a picture of what you made, share with everybody, and correct. Uh, you can be virtually together having lunch. Correct, absolutely. Um, so you know, people maybe uh, go through your cookbooks and uh, find that recipe that you always wanted to make and never had had the time to do. Um, I know I have loads of them. <laughs> And the other thing, following up on what uh, what uh, Carol was saying, reporting frauds and scams. You know, yes, there's the FTC side, but if there's some some a senior who's wondering what that is, maybe they could reach out to us, and we could help them reach out to authorities, or mm. or maybe put some you know talk to some specialists, and maybe put some minds at ease. Because I know sometimes when I get an email or I get something, I immediately go to my IT experts. Right, right, right. You know, because before you go to the point of filing that complaint, there is certain amount of assessment that goes on. <coughs> and perhaps we could do something there together. Right. And I, I just wanted to say lastly, well, not lastly, but, you know, something that's important Um is that, you know, being isolated sometimes is depressing and um, mental health is precious. And um, so therefore, people should remember to take care of themselves in, in, a, in a mindful way. As we said, breathing exercises, relaxing, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. people can meditate, there are meditation um, apps uh, they can exercise at home, which we we um, have talked about in the past. You could download something uh, about yoga, or watch it on television. Um, you know, just because you're at home doesn't mean you have to just be sedentary and and be sitting in a chair. You know, what comes to my mind is, uh, as you say that, uh, Phyllis, is that each one of us needs to say to ourselves, "I'm not going to be depressed." Right. I'm going to find things to do, activities to do, keep in touch with people, eat healthy. We do do a bit more exercise because I don't have to do the driving and going out and reach out for help where where needed. And as we speak, there are organizations that are really trying to put systems in place for food delivery, for shopping. You know, I, I saw an offer from our local um, city councilman saying, don't be afraid to ask when you need help. Right. And if you're home and you don't have food, let me know. You know, a box of cereal and milk and bread and something is easily doable for your neighbors. But right. we need to know that you need it. Right. So yeah. I think this has been valuable. I'm sure it was for our listeners as it was for us. And Carol was terrific. And... um I hope everybody stays safe and engaged and healthy. And, um, and we hope I hope they will go to our uh, Voice America show page as well as the olive org website and stay tuned to uh, some of the updates that are coming and we would be sure to communicate with everybody as quickly as we can. 
Absolutely. So uh, this is uh, Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry signing off for today on Voices for Elder Care Advocacy on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Thank you for listening this week to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy. Please join your hosts, Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry, again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.